Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we're going to continue our discussion of dangerous religious groups from this uh, little bit book here by RBC Ministries. Again, if I can find a link to it, I'll put it in the description down below. And uh, last two weeks, we talked about the eight different methods that these groups use in order to... Uh, it's basically the, the eight marks of, of one of these false religious groups. We looked at idealism, authority, enthusiasm, family, biblical emphasis, sacrifice, exclusivism, and indoctrination. And um, those are just kind of the marks. Have a look at the previous two daily walks to uh, understand a little bit more about those. And um, today what we're going to do is we, we left off last time where there was a giant list of ways that these groups work. What are the methods that they use to get somebody in? And I recognize myself. Like I said, I was, I was part of one in my ignorance. I was also accidentally joined one, got out before it was bad, just like as soon as I recognized the signs. Just the note that these things, sometimes they are hard, hard, hard to identify and sometimes it takes an outside force. Sometimes it just takes going, man, what is going on in this, in this group of people? And um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to look at just this giant list of different things that they do to lock you in. And uh, this is kind of what we're going to be talking about here. So the first method they do is isolation. So the, the isolation kind of relates to this exclusivism point that we talked about last time. So isolation means that they're going to do what it takes to separate you from your friends, separate you from your old life, separate you from, from your old relationships, anything like they try and take as much time as they can from you uh, and isolate you from all of the different methodologies and ways that they work. And so isolation on its most extreme things like the Moonies, man, you're just not allowed to see friends. You're not allowed to have any groups outside of it. In a less extreme cases, we'll get to the point where uh, we get to the point where um, it's just discouraged. They don't tell you you can't see your friends, you can't see your family, you can't see you know these coworkers. This is kind of a, a uh, kind of an either way it goes. Figure out which you know what is isolation to the extremes. Now peer group pressure. Um, this will tie into the next thing uh, called love bombing, which is. Uh, they're related, but not the same thing. Peer group pressure, like you would expect peer pressure anywhere, um, potential converts are subjected to intense persuasion by group members. So deep persuasive, uh, coercive things, you know, uh, and it could be, it's, some of these groups might use a degree of drugs. It's not very common in religious-based ones, but you never know. Uh, but there's, there's, Things that they tr might try and force upon the members, force you to take a certain communion, force you to take, you know, some group. It, it, it's kind of a, a hit and miss thing. I'm having a hard time coming up with examples, but you can imagine what peer pressure is. Now, next is called love bombing. Um, love bombing is where they make you feel like you're the best, most special, amazing person in the world. And this is a tactic used in so many of these groups. It's basically... It's to get in there and to to make a person feel so welcome. You're asking them all the questions. It's all about them, no matter what. And it produces this sense of intense belonging, this group, this intense feeling that, man, I don't have any friends like these guys here. And they just make you feel that way until for sure you're just not going to leave. That's love bonding. 
Uh, removal of privacy. Tying once again back to the isolation. Removal of privacy. Recruits are never left alone to collect and discover their own thoughts. You're not encouraged to get out there. Uh, Hassan talked about the information control. This is kind of what this is about. You don't want people to go off on their own. You don't want people to think. You don't want people to evaluate or examine things for themselves. That's removal of privacy. Uh, sleep deprivation and fatigue. This happens in your multi-level marketing, motivational organization groups a lot. Um, it can happen in some other cult groups as well um, where they will keep you up late at night. You know, you, you'd go to these motivational organizations as part of Amway or something and you, they got the meetings all day and then they got the night owls into three or four in the morning. You got to be up at like seven in the morning to have breakfast, to get out and do the whole thing over. By the end of the weekend, you're just like, you know, you're like a walking zombie. They're breaking you down through sleep deprivation to get their message into you better. This does happen in groups like uh, Moonies as well, which is a more religious cult. Um, in that one, it's just based on sleep deprivation. So you don't have a ability, you don't have the time, the freedom, or the ability to have any collective thoughts on your own. And the, even the times they feign to give you your own thoughts, it's feed, feeding back into you the very thoughts that they were giving you anyway. And so you lack your own thing. Um, next one they list here is games. Complex games are played for the purpose of creating a sense of dependence. Um, so I've never really seen this one. Uh, at work, although um, in the the ESP uh, uh, group, uh, ESP group, um, Nexium, Nexium was made out of this. This was kind of one of these little things inside of this, where uh, there's a series of kind of like mind games that get played, but things get so complicated that without the guru in there, you don't understand what's going on. Uh, mind control, um, members are conditioned to stop thinking and accept without question the revelations and doctrines of their leader. This is, like I said, um, with Elevation Church, a church growth church with Stephen Furtick. This is one of the things that, that they literally do. You are not allowed to question Steve Furtick in a Steve Furtick Elevation Church. Any amount of questioning is just like, no, he is the God-appointed leader for this church. You don't follow him, you're not it. It's a cult, guys. It's a cult. Get out of that crap. But mind control is what they're doing. You are conditioned to stop thinking about what the guy says. Any leader. Confession. Um, this is sort of like the problem in the Roman Catholic Church where, you know, the confession, you go out there and you confess your sins to them. And uh, in some of these groups, um, and there's some Protestant ones as well, I'm forgetting the denomination that generally did this, but in any attempt to leave the group, your confession was used against you to keep you to stay in. It was a means of control. Um, changing of diet, this happens in uh, Seventh-day Adventists, are very heavily focused on your diet. In fact, fun trivia, Kellogg's, cereal and things. This was created to produce a differential diet uh, by Seventh-day Adventist ministers because they believe that the, the bad diet that we had was leading to, you know, sexual thoughts and whatever. Um, but the change of diet, um, inadequate nutrition breaks down the resistance, makes them vulnerable to suggestion. Uh, this is kind of um, a difference. Uh, fear, uh, negative thoughts or doubts about the group uh, or its leader are said to be soul-threatening. Anyone leaving the group is warned about harsh consequences. This is just flat-out old psychological manipulation. You leave our group, you don't have any of our help or support anymore. It's just fear tactic to keep you tied into it. Um, this is one of the things that's used, deep psychological manipulation. 
uh, chanting and singing, um, you know, this is just kind of like, you know, mantras, you know, um, and you'd find these in most of your motivational alarms for uh, MLM groups do this a lot. Uh, not as frequent in religious settings, but it could be, you know, chanting a certain thing, chanting, you know, whatever your mantra happens to be. Uh, childlike dependence, the leader demands absolute submission to his control, um, leading right into the next one, no questions. Uh, followers are taught not to question the leadership. This, these two tie in together. You have this childlike dependence where you are just absolutely dependent on them, but you're not allowed to ask questions. You're not allowed to seek clarification. You're not allowed to, to challenge the authority. And this is one of those things that modern day Protestantism, so many people have left because they haven't been able to question, ask, why is this so, pastor? It's discouraged. And I see this great decline of QA sessions at churches, which is very sad. Very, very sad. Uh, dress, conformity. I don't see this one happening quite as much. And then elitism, basically saying that everything else outside of our group is of the devil. And that's kind of tied to that exclusivism that we talked about in the last time. So that's kind of the tips and tricks that, um, that these groups... Um, that these groups will, will use to get you in, keep you in, uh, keep you coming back. And then I think what we're going to do next time is they are, we're going to talk about the various bait and switch tactics that, that they use, uh, which is a fascinating section in and of itself. So we're going to talk about that next time. Uh, we're going to stop there. This is already about as long as I like the daily walks to be. So thanks for coming along. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.